Welcome to Top of the Line. This is the podcast version of our YouTube show. New episodes every Monday and Friday where we talk about audio and hi-fi related themes. If you have any requests for a future episode, send us an email, T-O-T-L at abyssheadphones.com. Today we have another question. Oh, <laughs> wow. That was shocking. Yes. From, looks like this came in an email mm. by... Uh, they probably sent it us at TOTL at abyssheadphones.com. Probably. That's yeah. where I would have sent it. Well, that's uh, where yeah. I send my yeah. questions. Oh, you send them there? Yeah. Because then the guy that has the printer that prints these questions, that's where he he hangs out and looks for them. Uh, oh, yeah? yeah? Just all day? Yeah, TOTL. Oh, yeah. maybe maybe okay. there's just a network printer. It's just Next as they come cooler. in, it just prints them. Yeah, we could set that up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, more questions Because there's are so many in. coming yeah. in. Just rolling in. Big yeah. In a live cam, so you could see them printing out. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Abyss fam, as in family. While watching uh, phone teardown videos, I discovered that many premium phones have these tiny styrofoam balls packed inside the loudspeaker housing. The guy in the video said that they make the speakers sound bigger than their size, which... Sounds like Jerry or God knows they could help. They could need that. Can can you break it down for us? What's the specific effect of these on speaker sound? If it's good, can this technology be used in headphones or IMs? Love your work. Really appreciate you taking up my question. Cheers. App proof. So... Um, oh, it's like this? Yeah, it's like that, except I think they're tinier than that. Oh, yeah. Well, this yeah. is this is not to scale. Yeah, but you could use this in a, like a full-size speaker. I don't see why Sure. Not. You know? Yeah, that would work. It's absorptive. Yeah. So I'm assuming what they're doing is, uh, I mean, we've never played with these tiny balls, but we've caught the same thing in videos, too, and pondered the question ourselves. What are those? It's like control rods in a nuclear reactor. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's the same thing. I don't know if it's exactly like that. Well, it's, it's not exactly. Is it not absorbing exactly gamma rays? Right. <laughs> it's not uh, exactly like Or whatever reason. Uh, mm, Alpha, beta, beta. In very broad <laughs> strokes. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. Similar functionality. Yeah. Yeah. So the point is when you have a single driver. Maybe it's a bingo machine. You know, where the ball comes out yeah. and you get a number. Uh, oh, there's little numbers on all those. Yeah, it's like yeah. B6. They're all numbered? <laughs> yeah, probably no one ever looked. I bet you they are. You, yeah, that yeah, would be cool. Right. Microscope? Yeah. yeah. I have to look. Yeah. Like you Apple, take your phone maybe apart. Maybe the, in the Apple product, it might say A-P-P-L-E on them. Oh. Five balls in okay. a you know, speaker. Yeah. Typically, the problem with small enclosures, this is the thing with anything, uh, headphones, anything that's small, the smaller it is relative to the amount of air it's moving, so the size of the driver more or less, the harder it is to deal with the, the back wave, the audio that comes off the back of the driver. And we kind of covered this in a video. Yeah, we did talk about it. We talked that, about it a bit. Yeah, it was that with the one about metamaterials we did. We talked about a lot about that. Yep. About the back wave situation. So ref- reference that so we don't have to repeat it. But um, yeah, yeah, so basically when you have a headphone, a driver of any kind, you hear the audio coming out the one side of the driver. It's also coming out the other side. And the predicament there is... The same effect that works in noise-canceling headphones, which is basically just sending out the exact same thing, but out of phase, misaligned, um, so it's arriving at a different time, that effect causes your know, sounds to cancel out inside an enclosure as well, um, among other things, causes distortion and other issues. But primarily, if you have a really small enclosure, the driver's trying to move, these sound waves are bouncing around inside of the enclosure and they're hitting the driver again. Bing, bing, bing. And they're being re-radiated, <laughs> but at the wrong time, right? Because right. there's a latency of bouncing around in that enclosure. 
Is that kind of like a trampoline? It's like a trampoline, yeah. kind of. So you would put balls under your trampoline? Uh, <laughs> no, on top. On top. On top? And then they come back down. Oh, that'd be cool. It's like a trampoline, but when you're jumping on the trampoline, you're not jumping in sync with the, whatever the springs, the natural mechanics of the trampoline are doing. Actually, don't they have that kid, those kitty things now? Remember they hit with all those round balls in it? You go in and kids get the ball like, swim through the balls. Yeah. Well, it's kind it's of like, like that. that. Those it's are like probably that. all shut down that's because a, yeah. of Rona. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. But that's a giant yeah. version of that. Yes. You know, yeah, where the balls would absorb the back wave. Well, I guess it would be more you know? multiple people jumping on a trampoline. Yeah. You know, one guy, he's like the what it's supposed to be, and then everybody else is like the back wave hitting the front the and screwing so, up the, uh, so the, the motion. Yeah, so the so the, tr- the the trampoline is the is the speaker. Yeah. And then you put that ball thing full of round, big round balls underneath it, and then that would absorb the uh, what's coming off the backside of the trampoline. It would have to be sealed. Yeah. Kind of. Trampoline's a bad example. We didn't really go over the whole point, <laughs> Then you put an above-ground pool around the whole thing as an enclosure. <laughs> above-ground pool. Yeah, so that now you got a case for it. You have oh. steel, steel around. Okay. Yeah. So well, that's we're, a giant we're using, example. We're using outdoor products mm-hmm. to build a giant... Yeah. speaker uh, to to show you what this is you ever doing. go on a swing yeah it's like that yeah it's like a swing so you swing your legs you move your body at the wrong time you don't add to the energy that you're swinging with right yeah. you don't you don't add to the, the duration of your swing you, you could to. slow yourself down yeah. it's basically like that right if the sound waves come back at the wrong time it screws everything up it cancels out what you're trying to do so now the question i think was more or less can you do this with headphones and the answer well, is sure what do they do Basically, hmm. well, what is the right. idea is it slows it down and it dissipates the energy yeah. over yeah. time. You, right. you put energy into shaking these. And around. then the second question is: <laughs> Can it be used in headphones or IEMs? Which is sure, it can. Yes. The only trick is how do you hold the balls in place? They can't rattle around. Well, they could. It would just know? rattle around. And yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> hear them. So, so you got to have really quiet balls. Oh, quiet balls. Yeah. yeah. Which is what they do in the phone. Well, you pack them really tight. Yeah. I mean, the phone. I'm sure that those well, balls really move around, but they're so tiny. They're not making enough noise to hear. You know, they, but they got it. They're, they're in there. They're but they're they have to be loose, somewhat loose. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't work. I think they have to be kind of loose. Well, it can't just be a solid brick. Depends on what they're trying to do. I it's suppose true. it's true. Yeah. Depends on what frequency they want them to resonate at. Yeah. So that they absorb that sound. If they're resonating, that means they're vibrating and they're absorbing the sound that's coming at them. So right. yeah. But bottom line is that uh, sure you could do it, but. Uh, you know, and uh, who's to say that uh, we won't one day? But the but bottom line is it's. The problem is containing them in a headphone application and getting the right size balls and the right material to deal with the absorption, to, to set up the absorption characteristics that you It's a tuned want. system. It's all yeah. carefully tuned. And the problem it's with tricky. that is you usually can't tune something, so it's perfect everywhere. That's really the benefit of like the metamaterials video that we talked about. Yeah. That kind of is closer to that. It's a bunch of systems put together that are tuned for very specific uh, frequencies that combined give you the desired effect over a broad More spectrum. More wide-banded mm-hmm. yeah. effect, right. But to do this for the entire audio spectrum that you could hear is very difficult to do in a headphone space. Yeah, with um, one thing. Right. right. So people tend to do things that are the most gross offenders, that cause the most issues. They try to handle those first. You know, they know in this driver enclosure design, they have most of an issue around these frequency ranges, and they try to tune those away. They try to minimize the issues inside the enclosure for those frequencies. I remember back, like, um, probably over 20 years ago, uh, I don't even know the store around, but there was a company called Gallo Acoustics. Anthony Gallo was the owner uh, out of New York, and um, 
Um, anyway, they made the ball-shaped speakers. They were basically aluminum yeah, spheres. Little, little sphere. Yeah, and they put a little speaker in the front of it, and so it was sealed. They were sealed. They were sealed systems, and you'd have a big ball for the bass driver and a smaller for it, and you know, on the bigger ones. And then they ultimately, I think they made just single ones too that just yep. actually test the speakers. They will know they're for like surround sound and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I remember doing a CES show with Anthony, probably 1998 or something like that, and uh, he was telling me about this material he found to put inside the ball that acted just like that as an absorber and yeah. dramatically improved the bass impact of the speaker because you're dealing with a tiny driver yeah. a four or five inch driver right inside a eight or ten or twelve inch diameter ball of aluminum sealed spun ball so you know again same thing the back wave is huge and so what do you stuff it with and his miracle stuff that worked was actually strips of polyethylene that they cut up. It's kind of like it was like a plastic bag, four mil or five <laughs> mil, or I don't know what the thickness was. Yeah, that was flat plastic. They cut it into thin strips yeah. and stuffed it in there, and it, so it just kind of sat flat. And you look at it and you go, "The oh, fuck is this doing anything?" I shouldn't swear. You look at it and you go, "How is this doing every, anything in this speaker?" You know, you wouldn't think it would work, but he said it was the best best shit he's found to put inside that particular that particular speaker, that particular application. Yeah. So you never know. You got to really play when it comes down to it. You gotta play with all kinds of materials, shapes, sizes, quantity. Well, because I remember I've opened those, yeah. and yeah, they, they weren't like filled. It was no. like half full. Or yeah, something. it kind of was layered in there, just yeah. sat in there. Yeah. And whatever for whatever reason, because it was a, a ball shape, obviously you could kind of picture sound just bouncing around in there, right? Yeah, and with nowhere to go, and which was the beauty of it in one respect because you didn't set up any kind of standing yeah, wave, so to speak, in the ball. So yeah, that it's was a ball. good. But bottom line is he needed for that sound somewhere. The back wave had to go somewhere. And yeah. it turned out that, yeah, thin strips of poly, polyethylene worked out wonders. So you never know what will work. And it was quiet, too. It didn't rattle like a bunch of balls. Would, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I don't know, just a, just a back story. So these, these things, the materials like that have been used. And I think like in, it's in the case of a tiny, tiny little speaker, like what's the size of the speakers in a phone? They're tiny. Yeah, tiny. Two millimeters maybe. Right? <laughs> well, a little bit better. Yeah. Than, I don't know. So like six millimeters Depends on the phone. <laughs> it, yeah, they, 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 there's just not a lot there. There's not a lot of acoustic back wave to absorb. Right. But the little bit that you can absorb can probably help a lot. Well, I think this is another case of dealing with what you can, how you can best. So looking at the entire thing as a system. And the low frequencies are probably the hardest to deal with any other way. The other stuff, they could probably do a lot with EQ and optimizations and software. But the lows are probably the primary target. If you want, now, on a phone speaker, low frequencies here, they're not 10 hertz. No. We're talking more in like the hundreds of hertz or even kilohertz range to some extent. Um, But if you... Remember back in the days, the early smartphones, early portable devices, even laptops, the speakers were absolutely yeah. horrific. Yeah, they awful had, compared to where they yeah, are. Yeah, like listening to an old style like telephone, you know. Yeah. They were only good for like a certain range of voice. You didn't get anything <laughs> below a couple kilohertz, yeah. right? It was right. just terrible. Yeah. Well, that was it was multiple things. I mean, the, the, like amps have gotten a lot better. And yeah. Like efficient, small, compact yeah. amps. They're higher power now. That helped out a lot. Because yeah. well, now, like portable stuff has watts. Not only that, they pushed the crap out of these yeah. speakers. They got the yeah. DSP that's just like they, they ride the limits of the speaker driver right they're just like well, a lot of portable speakers now they measure the temperature 
yeah. of the driver. So yeah. they, they know when it's overheating or It'll they've programmed in mm-hmm. uh, the characteristics, the thermal characteristics of this driver. Right. So they know how hard it could be pushed for how for long. long. And yeah. they know with exi- this exact music, the content you're playing, they estimate the heating yeah. of the driver. And then they could pull power back continuously. And they'll, yeah. they'll pull power back if they assume it's getting too hot yeah, so it's really or if they smart. measure it getting too hot. It's, it's you know, yeah, it's... I don't even know if the subs. I know subwoofers do that too with servos and stuff. Ones do, yeah. but I don't know how they, they take it to that degree where they're actually doing temperature. They probably yep. do. Like HomePod does that. Does That's it? why I could run like for how small it is. Yeah, and it could produce as much bass as it does. Yeah, right. Because they are running that thing so at just, the limit. They scaled up the phone speaker tech into a little bit bigger. Yeah, it runs yeah, it right on the edge. A little bit bigger yeah. speaker. Yeah, which it, it works fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, they know what it can take. Right. Oh, speaking of which, I just thought of. Uh, those Gallo Ball speakers. Yeah. They were in uh, about the same time that you were talking about, like 1998. They were in the first Austin Powers movie. Oh, were they? Yeah, I think they were yellow. They're in like little like curved stands with little balls. Oh yeah, Austin Powers. I was just yeah. watching that movie. It was just on the other night. Hmm. Yeah, with Mini Me. No, Mini Me. I yeah. think it was the first one. Well, was, was he in the first one? I, I think know. so. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the first one. Maybe it was the second one. Yeah, but I, I think they it was were the one the where they went back in time. Was that the second one? third I one. Oh, oh geez then it wasn't even close yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah i lose track of it you always catch these Wait, movies I think, or maybe it was the first they did they go back in time twice? I, know, I, always I, ca- know. I always catch them in the middle yeah like, i get like i watch I like 10 minutes of it and i was like okay i had enough of that i've seen it before but, either way yeah. i think it was the first one yeah and the gal was the first one with fat bastard <laughs> maybe <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah, they're don't all jumbled that. together yeah, right i, 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 I haven't I, seen him I can't in track a long either. time but yeah uh, good for anthony yeah. did we answer the question <laughs> i think we did i think we thoroughly answered the question and then some as usual we went we we mm-hmm. we, we 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 answered it exuberantly yeah yes well is, maybe is not that, so i don't know if that's the right word yeah, maybe yeah. not maybe so not in summary Yes, this technology could be used in IEMs and headphones, and it probably is. There's probably someone using something like that. There certainly are people using similar design methodologies using damping materials. Most closed backs are using foams and stuff. Same concept, different implementation, different desired characteristics, right? It just depends on your tuning, your driver, and what you want to get out of it, and What's the biggest challenge for you that you need to solve in, spectrally in, in, in the various uh, range of frequencies you want to get out of this? Which one is posing much of a challenge to you? And you try to eliminate that as best you can with the resources you have available. And yeah, for, for most people, this is all boring stuff. You know what I mean? In the end, all people care about is how does it sound? You know? Yeah. The, our job is to deal with this kind of stuff. But I guess some people are interested. I get it. It is interesting stuff. When I first saw the little balls, too, I'm like, I was curious. I'm like, oh, what are they doing with that? I'm surprised that's actually going to do anything in that tiny structure. Well, they're doing it for a reason. Yeah, but there's no question. Well, right. it's cool <laughs> to see it in yeah. a consumer product. Yeah. Because this is the kind of stuff you would normally see 20 years ago in boutique products. And now it's entering the consumer space. So obviously there's either enough demand for better sound or it's cheap enough yeah. that uh, they're starting to do it more and more now. It's well, one thing's for sure. Phones are beginning louder and louder and sounding better and better yeah. every gener- generation. So yeah. they need to squeak. I mean, and they're getting smaller is the problem. Right. So they need to do something because uh, they, everything they can to, to squeak all the volume they can out of these small little devices. And, you know, that, that reminds me of something which most people probably either are or are not aware of or probably not, they don't think about, is that Apple being the company they are, have hired people out of the high-end two-channel industry, guys that were in the know. Yeah, um, so they're 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 pricking their brain for all these details in order to. 
better improve the sound quality every step of the way going forward. And, you know, these guys are, some of these guys are old school tweakers. They just know, you know, and they just got to dumb it down. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and it's, and most engineers wouldn't even think about it because it's not in a book anywhere. And these guys go, hey, let's just stick a couple little balls in there. We're good. <laughs> I was like, you know? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a minute. It's like, that's so, a cheap solution to this problem. Yeah, you know, they just scaled down something they probably tried years ago when they were designing speakers or something. So the reality of it is I know for a fact that Apple has people and on board that have come from the high-end industry and uh, for obvious reasons. And, uh, you know, hey, that's great. That's why things keep sounding better. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, well, if you listen to your phone, you're never thinking, this thing sounds great. You're not out of its speakers. Yeah. But go back a few generations. Yeah, right. And yeah, they were bad. side by side. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot better. This yeah. is one of those classic cases of everybody expects things to just naturally advance and get better as time goes on. But it only happens if a lot of people that are really smart put a lot of effort into it. And with silicon, with processors, things like that, it's more clear how to do that. Uh, but with mechanical things, the limits, I think, are reached a little bit earlier than they are with other things. It's hard to make a speaker the same size that's twice as loud. That sounds way better. Yeah, you it's have very physical difficult. limitations. Well, physical limitations. Yeah. So now they're just basically due to demand uh, to try to compete with other products. Everyone's just trying to do what they can to do all these little tweaky mods to improve the performance. Because it's, it's expected. At least they consumers. never tried putting a flame speaker in a phone. That probably, would, probably wouldn't work out. Yeah, those don't sound very good. You'd that would need, be interesting. You need a butane source. You've got to fill my phone up again with butane. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a good hand warmer in the winter, maybe. Mm. That's a feature. <laughs> yeah. I still get, a, every once in a while, I get a customer call me. Go, oh, did you, ever, you know, I used to own one of those speakers. I'm like, Jesus, did you burn yeah. the house down with it? You know, it's like scary. Yeah. It's like, they didn't sound too good. Yeah. It's like, imagine why you know running electricity through a flame to, to, and modulating the flame and the flames actually moving air molecules kind of strange you know but hey talk about it's a unique way to different do it. ways of doing yeah, things thinking out of the side of the yeah, box on that sure one yeah. That is, yeah sounds like something elon would do <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, i'm surprised they don't make the rock change the rocket sound by running electricity through the flame through the through the flame mm. you could oh yeah, yeah you yeah. could tune tune you could modulate it any way you want you could, well yeah they wouldn't want to add more stuff to maybe make you could it play heavier. like a disney song sort yeah. or something from, from a movie <laughs> well actually they would want to cancel sound yeah it's like somehow make it quieter I mean, oh, there you go loud as yeah. hell yeah yeah no i yeah. think you'd want to actually make keep it loud just make it say something well like, maybe initially like woohoo or something <laughs> like that'd be pretty cool if you could have uh modulate a bit. You know. okay, we, we better you go. don't want to do that. I think it's time we stop talking. You don't want to yes. do that. Yeah, I think the day's over for the movies. Uh, yeah, the, movie time's the, over. The videos? <laughs> the video time's mm-hmm. over. Yeah. yeah. Popcorn's gone. Well, if you like that video, uh, give us a thumbs up. If you have any questions, uh, you can email us at TOTL at abizheadphones.com. And uh, thanks for watching. Take care, everyone.